What's up, folks? Thank you for tuning in to the Progression Project Podcast. I am your host, Eric Antonson. Um, Happy New Year, all you foilers out there. I hope that 2021 is a much better year than uh, 2020. Um, we all get tons of water time, and everybody's healthy and happy. Um, today's guest on the show is Rob Peary. He has uh, he was one of the first guests on the show, I think episode two or three, and that's about a year and a half ago. He says on the show, and it's great to catch back up with him. I am a, I'm a huge fan of what Rob does. He is always testing gear. He's on the bleeding edge of uh, the sport has been since the very beginning. If you didn't listen to his first episode, um, something, you know, if you're new to the show, this foiling series kind of tracks my progression through the show because when I started, there wasn't a lot of information out there. I was trying to get better. So I figured one of the best ways to do that would be just to talk to folks who were way ahead of me in the learning curve. And so the shows kind of follow uh, my journey through the sport. So, you know, at the beginning, I'm worried about getting up, what board to ride, what wings to ride, and then goes through a whole pumping phase, then you go into turning, and then now it's more nuanced in the later episodes. So um, I had someone send me an email the other day, and I love the show, but, you know, it's kind of over my head for where I'm at right now. Um, and my response was, go back to the early episodes, because in those early episodes, I am uh, interested in probably what will be much more relevant. Some of the gear uh, board ideas might change a little bit, but the overall theme will be more suited for you know where you are in the learning curve. Um, now I'm much more interested in some of the more technical nuance um, that's happening uh, in the progression, but uh, the early episodes are pretty basic in, in my understanding and, and in conversation and discussion. So uh, Rob was one of the first guests on the show. And in that episode, he talks about, you know, bolting uh, kite foils on basically to surfboards and being some of the first guys out there, I think right after the Kai video came out. So, you know, he says on this one, it's like four years ago, which is, which is incredible to think that uh, he's been foil frothing now for over four years. I just hit my, this week is my two year mark in the sport and I'm as addicted as I've ever been. It's, it's interesting. I thought that, you know, it would wane at some point that I wouldn't be this foil brained, but that has not happened at all. I'm more frothy today than I was uh, a year ago for sure. So that's a beautiful thing. I hope there are, are more years coming with this level of froth. Cause nothing more fun than being froth. Uh, let's see here. Huge thanks to Paul Cooper. I just got a beautiful care package in the mail of some straps, uh, one by one foil. What Paul's doing is insane. Um, and you can tell the gear works. Like I always say, like check out what people are doing on the gear, not just what they say. And if you look at what Paul is doing, it is definitely some of the best air game out there, best strapped riding out there. So uh, give a look to what Paul is doing online. Uh, Flu de Coupe is his Instagram handle and reach out if you guys want some straps. I'm sure he would be uh, psyched to hook you up. Um, let's see. been testing a bunch of gear, loving the, the Kajir 980 still. I uh, made a custom down tips tail a while ago, tried it on that foil early on and I didn't love it. And 
what I realized is that my tips were a little bit too big and I have since sanded them down, added just a touch of shim and it's now my favorite feel on that foil. Uh, it is so much faster. The, the stock tail, I like in smaller surf, it pumps incredibly well. It decreases stall speed, which is good, but then you lose that top end and you lose a lot of like radicalness and turns. Um, the weak point in that foil for me has always been hitting the white water. And with this super thin profile, it's like a 13.5, super thin profile tail. It's really loosened it up in the white water. And now I'm landing some of my better, you know, foam bashes uh, on the Kajira, which stokes me out. And the other foil I'm riding a bunch right now is the Lift 170 high aspect, which that thing, the better I get, the better that foil gets, which is, that's like one of the beautiful things about a really good foil is that you don't find it limiting. Um, Pump efficiency, heart rate, you know, I, I'm going for like probably a minute and a half longer on that foil than I can go on the 980. The 980 doesn't have a lot of surface area. For me, it takes a lot of cardio to keep it up at the speeds that um, I need to maintain to pump it. Um, that lift 170 just lets me relax into it. I couldn't believe it. The other day I was just, I was out back and it was small. It was probably about two foot. And I was just seeing how far I could glide into connections. And I was pulling up, it was like an eight second period swell. And I would pump into the wave before the wave I wanted to connect in and then glide from one wave to the next. So however long that is, probably 40 feet or so, no problem gliding from, you know, wave, uh, wave top to through the, through the whole flat section into the next wave, I eight second period, which was just kind of blowing my mind. And the better I'm getting the, the better I'm getting at turning that. I know a lot of guys really like riding the 34 tail i like the 25 a lot more it stretches out that pump and for me i feel less for pitching moment and turns it's letting me turn harder i think the radius the turning radius is a little bit smaller uh shorter you know less diameter on the 34 but the, the 25 high aspect tail uh, lets me carry speed better and then in the turns i don't have to get so tail heavy that it lets me fly through turns a little bit better so I don't know if anyone else is feeling that. It might be a weight thing because most of the guys telling me to ride the, the 34 tail are probably about 40 pounds, 30, 40 pounds lighter than I am. So maybe there's a weight. Um, I think it's under talked about in foiling how much a difference weight makes and how much of, of a difference um, conditions make. So if you want to order the Takuma Kajira, the LOL 1300 or a lift foil, hit up TJ at bigwinds.com on the Takuma gear, you will get a 10% discount. Um, and TJ will take good care of you. So support the show. TJ lets me test a lot of gear, which I love. And you get a 10% discount. So it's a win-win. I think that's about it. Let's uh let's dive in with Rob. I think you guys are gonna like this one. Hit me up if you have suggestions on on who to bring on. I want to have a, a fun 2021 on the show. Uh, I know a lot of new folks are listening, so welcome. I hope you guys enjoy it. Hit me with questions, comments, feedback of the positive kind. Actually, it's all pretty much positive. Um, so yeah, have fun and uh, get some flights. Rob, thanks for coming back on the show, man. How you been? Yeah, good. Well, I just when I just looked up Scott before, then it's like almost a year and a half to the day since we last had a chat so mate 
what has happened in that last year and a half. It's unbelievable, isn't it, hey? It's amazing. I was thinking about it. You were one of the first guys that I talked to, and I mean, yeah, we're in a very different place right now. It's beautiful. Yeah, well, I had a little thing come up on my little Facebook feed the other day. It was um, when I gaffer taped my kite board to a sup. That was four years ago. <laughs> four years ago. I was just blown away. I said, wow. <clears throat> and uh, and it re- that really got me thinking, though, because, you know, we all learnt uh, in those early days on those super high aspect kite foils. And um, we just said, you know, how we did it so hard. And then, you know, eventually sort of go for brought out their range is sort of my low aspect wings. But uh, in that uh, four years, it's pretty well gone back to full circle to that super high aspect, hasn't it? I think that it has, but I think right now we're pulling back from it. That's exactly right. And I totally agree. And um, so I think we've gone a little bit too far yep. to, um, you know, because I surf a lot with the, uh, the, the Bennett, Adam and Chris Bennett's boys who are just unbelievable and they can just ride pretty well nothing and um you know we sort of get big older guys like myself on it it's a real struggle so i think i like what the way armstrong have sort of hung around the yeah it's hung around the mid aspect sort of um, style of foils to and that's sort of letting people it's just letting a wider range of people do a wider range of things on them instead of having to um you know pump the death out of yourself to try and connect onto another wave you know what's funny though is that I have been helping. We got a really good crew here in Florida now. And as people get into it, I'm kind of helping them along in the process. And there's a moment right when you can learn to pump, like right when you start connecting wave, it's all you want to do. And everybody gravitates towards high aspect in that range because they're just connecting more waves. And then at some point you realize you're just, your legs are just getting tired and you want to surf more. And then you start moving into other, other foils. But it's like a solid three to six months where as soon as a guy can connect, it's all they want to do. Yeah, well, that's another really interesting point, too, because I actually had a little bit of an Achilles injury. I had a few injuries, actually. But anyway, I was out of the water for almost three months. So the only thing I could do was, you know, I could just do a little bit of e-flying or the wing digging. So I was, I was out of the um, the prone surfing for, you know, almost, almost 12 weeks. And when I got back in, uh, a lot of those guys you know, I used to surf with who weren't that good a pumper, they're all of a sudden pumping. And that's all they're doing is pumping. But they are all on, um, like, you know, dock start or downwind wings. Mm-hmm. Now they're on these giant, like your axis was leading the pack. They're on these giant wings and they're having a ball. It's fantastic. And it was great to see them do all that pumping. But just like you said, they go, I want to start turning more. What can I do to make this turn more? And I said, well, you know, t- take that front wing off. And I said, I've got a hacksaw on the car and I'll cut your back wing down for you. <laughs> yep. hundred percent, hundred percent. I've yeah. gone from wanting to do two to four minute runs to my runs now are like a minute, minute and a half, but I'm surfing the whole time, riding smaller wings and, you know, it's less flight time, but I'm doing way more turns per session now. Yeah. And that, that's looking you know, we, we've got my little crew here. We call ourselves a little semi-pro club. It was sort of made of mine, Marty for Carter and um, Bo O'Brien, like, you know, those guys can pump it, you know, our, and, and like the Bennett's boys too, it's more, which we're, we're aiming more for the performance um, prone foiling. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, it's good. And we've got like, you know, Although we haven't done a travel anywhere over the world, anywhere else in the world, we've worked out that we've got some incredible ways for it here. So there's a big focus on it now, and the, and the prone crew is really starting to um, really want to start to sharpen up their rides, doing tighter turns, and uh, do more, just more carving like surfing. Yep. Uh, yeah, the, the lines that folks are drawing now, 
I've been playing with. It's, it's, um, I, I was breaking down a turn that um, I'm working on right now. And it's the same turn in the same place that I would do on a shortboard. That made me really happy when I realized that. I was like, wow, it's like come full circle from all the time I spent shortboarding. It's kind of back in the same place, but going faster on smaller on smaller waves. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's a bit of a bravery thing, too. I think when you, when you do sort of go up, you want to try and hit the lip or come around really hard, you're probably more worried about falling off and getting hurt. But once you get past that and you're on a small enough foil to do it, you, it will come around. And, and that's the other thing, too, is um, you don't need to pump to generate speed. You can do it through turning, which yeah. uh, a lot of people are starting to learn now. So... Just, just from the like the soft top, you know, bottom turn, top turn, bottom turn, top turn, where you know we're hitting sort of, you know, we're getting sort of pretty high speeds now. So you're getting up to, like in your mile per hour range, you're sort of getting twenty twos, twenty threes, twenty fives. So it's it starting to get pretty fast. But you can't do that with those bigger, um, even though they are high aspect, but I call them the downwind wings on on the prone boards. At speed, they're a lot harder to roll over. It's like a yeah. Yeah, it's like speed and, and high aspect um, tend to get a little bit funky for me. Oh, for sure. And it's it's a little bit – I sort of don't like sort of putting everything in, in little categories like that. You know, just say, you know, if you said that the original go falls were low aspect and say, you know, the new, the new Armstrong's are mid aspect and say you just go like the new clouds or the um, all the uh, Takumas, you know, they're, they're high aspect because all the ratios and all that change. And um, it's the same with the numbers on the wing. Yep. Like, like the Axis, the new Black Axis 980. You know, talking to Adrian about that. I mean, Axis is fantastic. They put every measurement there is on it. But it's if you just sort of just jump to the new Kajira 980, like I would have never in my life um, thought I could stand and surf on a, a 980 square centimeter wing, and because um, that thing has just got so much um, lift and drive and speed. I just didn't think it carried me. You know, I'm almost 200 pounds, yep. and uh, and the and those numbers can actually be off-putting to people. You know, so, you know, people look at it and say, "I could never ride that," and you, you're never going to know unless you have a go. It's really about foil section, I think. Yeah, and that's the one thing that I mean, it's really hard to quantify. But let's talk about let's dive in on the Kajira for a little bit because I've spent a lot of time on that wing too, and it's really fun. What what are you feeling? How are you setting it up? Um, it's a really hot topic yeah. right now. Well, you in know, the sport, you know, like Kimura have done it again. Like, you know, you got the LOL. It's just so completely left field, and then and now they come out with the Kajira, which is even I don't know left of the field. <laughs> it, it's an amazing, it's an amazing thing. You look at it, and um, you know, there's a lot of hype around saying, oh, you know, those nobules. You know, it's it's a gimmick. Well, obviously, it's not because it really does work. But yeah, so. When I first jumped on it, my mate Bo, he, he's got his, and he's got it totally set neutral on the stock wing. And, um, you know, he could pump from here to New Zealand on the thing. It, it, he, but he's an incredibly strong pumper. For me, uh, a little bit of weight difference. When I jumped on it, yeah, I sort of, I'd come off the wave. I'd sort of get halfway through a connect, and I'd sort of crush the pump, and I'd drop down. So then I sort of started looking at all the wedging, <clears throat> and then I, I put a single wedge in. I was actually out in the surf with uh, Adam Bennett's, and he said, oh, he rode it, and he double-wedged it. So I put the double-wedge in. It was great in um, sort of like one foot. I just spent all day going backwards and forwards from the car, uh, changing wedges on the mast, you know, playing with the tails. And I sort of at the end of the day, in a sort of like the one-foot mush, I ended up with like a six-mil 
uh, shim, uh, shim, sorry, under the uh, mast plate, and I had the tail flat. But the following day, I went out in sort of shoulder high stuff, and um, I was just blowing out all over the shop. And I came back in, and I just, I've got it just set up now to the standard Kajira one, which I think is about three mil. Guessing that little rubber one that comes with it, the tail shim. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, sorry, the mast mast plate shim. So I don't have that. So I don't know how big that is. I'm shooting yeah, about three to four millimeters, though, I think. I started yeah. off with a lot more, and now I've started tapering it down again. Yeah, I think yeah, I think because also, too, I was still learning to ride it. Um, and I was also, too, like, you know, the uh, the mass position as well. Like, I kept having to tap the thing back because it just kept wanting to – did you find it was boosting you on the takeoffs? Yeah, I just switched boards today. I did two sessions today on a – my Pedigo uh, fly line board, which I love. It's a 4.4, 18, probably about 33 liters. And I, uh, two, both sessions, the first session, I had at least a full inch moved it back. I was getting yarded all over the place. Second session, yeah. still too much lift. Um, I really like the stock tail for certain days because it pumps just so good. It limits you on speed a little bit, I, I feel, compared to like the cane. I have a cane 12 and a half that I ride a lot on it too, and I like that tail. Um, but I like the glide that you get on the the stock tail. That stock tail seems to let me surf it a lot more like the 1300, which is just a lot less chatter. You get so much more glide with um, how much lift that stock tail gives you. But it's a little bit bigger today, um, and it's just so much lift. I was I was kind of all over the place, going straight a lot just because you couldn't couldn't come off the front foot to put in a turn, you know. Yeah, no, I totally agree with the tail. That's why I took mine off. And everyone goes, you know, on my Instagram thing, oh, why I've taken off. And I said, I was getting too much lift out of it. Yep. Out of that red. Other than, you know, on a smaller day, yeah, sure, I'll put it on. But at the moment, um, just this whole Christmas break, the surf's just been pumping. As I was talking before, like I'm so sore. I've been surfing every day. And it's just been um, – and that, that's why it's been fantastic testing conditions. One, I haven't been working. So I've been able to surf a couple of times a day and just keep swapping stuff around. But yeah, I've also got a cane tail on order, but I was getting it 13 and a half. So you got the 12 and a half. Well, you? my 12 and a half is really a 13 and a half that I chipped off a little bit on some rocks and then cut it down. So it's the <laughs> same It's the same foil section as the one you're getting. It's just been modified. I have the 13 and a half too. It's funny. I like the chopped one a little bit more. Um, yeah. But I've got a 12 and a half coming from him soon. He reshaped it, added, I think, a little bit of cord to it. So it'll be better and smaller surf going a little slower which is in better for turning i think so our conditions what are what are your normal conditions that you're foiling you know like um height and and period oh well, see we're we're normally uh we got some point breaks but yeah. uh we got beach but we're, we're mainly beach breaks as well so we've got uh very nasty shore breaks to deal with so um we ha- we do get like um conditions like the maui harbor we mm-hmm. do get that on our point breaks out wide. We do get a lot of conditions like that. But our um, open beach breaks, I just imagine what you surf, but it was like three times the size. Right. You know, it's a, it's, it's, yeah, we got some, we get a lot more punchier waves. And, yeah. uh, and once the swell starts picking up like it has today, all those guys on those big wings won't be going out. So they'll, they'll just be getting um, launched on every takeoff. You know, they'll, they won't be able to. Or they'll they'll go, but they won't be able to deal with it so much because they and they're not used to riding the smaller wings. Yeah, I mean that's I, I know that you're really active in the Sea Breeze uh, forum online, and I'm getting blown up with DMs all the time. Folks asking yeah. advice on what wings to buy, and the first question I ask, uh, too, like how good are you and what kind of conditions are you surf? And I think it's not talked about enough how 
big of a difference, you know, swell period um, conditions make for what foil you're riding. You know, we're riding normally, you know, two to four feet at seven to nine seconds. It's, it's, there's not a lot yeah. of punch behind it. So that's not going to be the same thing that you're going to be riding if you're in, you know, 13, 15 second period swell. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, and it's, it's, it's pretty hairy. And plus you're going to be able to catch the wave too. So, you know, it, it also comes down to your chipping ability as well. Like when the surf gets big, um, you know, as you know, it's really hard to paddle into a big one. So we're catching the little ones in front, pumping back out and coming back around too. So that's a real, that's another skill as well that you sort of have to learn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just takes time. And again, on those, on those big wings, it's a, it's, yeah, sure. You might sort of, you get the initial takeoff, but when you peel back around onto the big one, it's going to be very hard. And, <clears throat> and then, like I say, I get lots of questions like you, but then when people hit me up, say, oh, how do you compare the, the Kajira to like the, the Armstrong or the, the Axis? And it's just like, oh, and then, uh, you know, like Armstrong keep pumping out wings, Axis keep pumping out wings. And it's got to the stage now where I, I can't even keep up with it all. It's just there's so much going on. And, uh, you know, I've got like three wing sets sort of sitting here in my car. And uh, at the moment, I'm just focused on the Kajira. Um, but yeah, it's, it's getting confusing and that's why so many people are asking a lot, a lot of questions like that. And it hasn't helped with access, um, dropping this new black series with a new fuselage, which is just really confused people. Oh man. So let me ask you this. This is something that I've been thinking about. Um, the Kajira is special and right now I feel like it's kind of top of the heap. I mean, there's some other things that I love different feels on, but as far as an all arounder, I'd probably say that the Kajira is the best right now. Um, and you guys know how much I love, you know, all foils. But my question is, do you think that the Kajira is that special or do you think it's just the first wing out of this new idea? You've got Signature Game Changer. I know Uni's working on some stuff that's special. You've got the lift mid-aspect range. Do you think that we're going to see, you know, the next six months kind of everything be at the bar or better than the Kajira? Or do you think the Kajira is something special there? Well, I do, you know, like, as I say, I can't believe, you know, I'm, I'm running around on something less than a thousand square centimeters, you know, and, and it's, it's only 800 wide. So it's right. pretty incredible. Um, yeah. But does that matter? It really, does, does it matter how small it is? If, if something turned as good no, and pumped as good, do you and, care? And, yeah. And I know, and I know that's like Alex Aguirre from GoFoil. That's why he doesn't like putting numbers on his foil. And even Adrian saying these numbers they're sort of cornering that, that like I say, that the, the Gajira, the 980, it should just be something else because people just hear that and go, no way. Right. I even bought the 1210 myself, even though I tested it, and I bought the 1210, and I've ridden that twice. I can't prone it because I just keep getting launched. Wow. Um, it, it's just going to be my wing, wing, wing. But I actually, I actually bought the 1210 thinking that I wouldn't be able to ride the 980 all the time in everything. And I was wrong. Um, I can. So the 1280 is now just going to be put aside as a wingding wing, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think it is It is at the moment definitely very special and yeah. top of the pile. I've seen the new um, uh, uni stuff. Uh, Adam's been riding it, the new mid-aspect stuff, and it just seems insane as well. Um, he, he just came. I was sitting there and he goes, watch this, and he just stopped pumping and he just glides past, just like a circle around me and wow. keeps going without Wow. Yeah. He's been telling <laughs> telling me about it. Cliffy's been talking to me about it. I, I have it on like order. I'm getting a, a sneak peek look at that one. I think um, yeah. as soon as it pops out of the mold, I think I'm a few few ahead of me, and then and then my wing will come. I think so. Yeah, 
Well, you know, you just sort of go back to Cliff. How far ahead is Cliff ahead of his game with his with his original two ten? You know, that's that was that's like three four years old. That design, it's everywhere. That's what I say. Yeah. It's like everybody's still comparing wings today to what Cliffy designed three four yeah. years ago. So that's why I'm so excited to it's, see what he's designed now with all the feedback and how much he's learned over the past few years. Oh, for sure. The guy's a genius. And Adam's very good too. And the, between Adam and Cliff, they, they, they knock out protos in about a week. It's insane. Yep. So, uh, <clears throat> but, you know, it's it's great to compare yourself to Adam. But, you know, Adam and Chris, they're both just incredibly, incredibly good foilers. You you see them in the videos. You wait till you go out in the ocean and you're sitting there with them and you watch what they're doing. It's just effortless, so fluid. It's just amazing. And just want, want to make sure you buy their foil, then you go, oh, God, I'll probably get on the thing and, I, you know, I couldn't even do, do a turn on it because they're small. <laughs> hey. Whenever I'm talking to somebody about Adam, um, I always remind him that Adam's basically a pro surfer. You know, if you look back through his Instagram feedback when he used to surf, I mean, he's he's as good as anybody. So it, it's, it's a little bit tough to compare um, apples to apples when you're thinking about where he's at right now or his learning progression just because he was starting from such a an elite place in the sport already because yeah. they're sort of we're sort of semi we're like all my second cousins both of them they, and they both rang me for advice in in the beginning about foiling and uh you know they, they couldn't foil <laughs> like about two months later that's doing laps around me it was hilarious but um yeah, but they, they picked up really fast. But look, you're sort of going back on that too. I haven't seen – I've seen you ride the some of the new um, lift stuff. I've only seen the new high aspect. Haven't seen uh, any of the new mid aspects. So they're bringing one out as well, are they? Yeah, they did. Uh, Nick was on the show, and he kind of talked about it, gave some teasers about what was coming, and I got a sneak peek look at them. They look really special. Um, but I think that's going to drop January, February. Um, so, yeah, and I know with – what they did with the lift 170 high aspect, which is phenomenal. Um, I think that their, uh, their mid aspect range. And one of the things I listened to Army's talk, you know, about, oh, it's not really real high aspect. I think it's all relative, right? We're talking about water. We're yeah. talking about where foils were. So I think that high aspect, I think everybody has an idea of what high aspect is in the foil game, mid aspect and, and low aspect. So I don't know if we can hold ourselves to the same numbers. Um, I don't think we're ever going to be riding real high aspect foils if you if you actually look at what that looks like thinking about like one and a half meter wingspans in the water it's it's not you know feasible yeah well that's but the, are you are you winging or wing what do you call we call it winging here are you wing foil no or not the... not much you know when it gets windy here i do shore runners and i'm just addicted yeah, to yeah. that so yeah. um well that's that that's the other driver here it's gone absolutely mental it's it, the the shops here I just cannot keep up with the amount of gear for the wing foiling. It's huge. It's massive here. And so much to say that hardly anybody sup foils anymore. So they're either prone or they wing foil. Wow. It, it's and, and that's but that's driving it as well. So that's driving a lot of pressure. That's like you're seeing Axis dropping out the nine eighties because, you know, Axis is so popular in the wind foil market and um, and people sort of cross over onto that. Like the Axis nine hundred. The original Axis 900 that isn't, wasn't even designed for surfing. That's a a windfoil uh, wing. wasn't even for surfing at all, or even for the sup. And uh, so that's that's um, Axis has just been shoveling stuff out the door. We just had a race, probably one of our first big races in Australia, official one, the King of the Cut. And um, all our windfoil boys here from the Gold Coast went over, and like you know, we thought we had some of the best guys in the country. 
But we got over there and you've got all the ex-pro windsurfers are on really big wings and uh, and windfoil uh, wings underneath, like, you know, just like what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And these guys are just flying and they're sort of going dead downwind faster than anybody can go. So that's that's the other side of the thing too. You've got all you've got all that sort of technology sort of flying through, and some of those wings cross over into. You probably don't see it there, but they cross over into the into the pro market, and that's that's why you're seeing these guys. That's why we're seeing these guys on these really big um, wings out on the prone boards. Gotcha. And then that, and it's and it's going to gear up. It's going to gear up even more, um, and we're going to see. We'll probably like what you were talking about. We'll probably see those super. Super wide, high as very thin, high aspect foils um, coming out now on the wing foils, and then somebody's sure to try them on their prones. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, it seems like the sport is starting to differentiate. I think you know, if you look out ten years, there's going to be whole different lines for wing and for downwind and for surf. And right now, you're kind of making do, but I think you're starting to see that differentiation. Oh look, yeah, for for sure. Like you know, with with the the wing the wings the wing foiling's already gone like um, kite surfing. So you know, we got the what we call the lawn mowers. Mm-hmm. They're the people that play in the rivers and lakes. And you got then you got the crew that sort of like riding the waves. And then you've just got guys that just like downwinding and then like downwinding fast. So it's it's sort of like three separate categories with it. And uh, <clears throat> it's very different. They're all using and then and on top of that. You know, you know, introduced Jeffrey Spencer to the game, and look what he's doing on the thing. You know, they're on these little micro boards and the spins and rotations. Um, you know, I thought I was, I got into the windfoiling pretty early, and I thought I was doing all right till uh, these guys just came on and just like, wow, like what what they're doing on the wing, and now they're the way they're surfing the wing and the waves as well. Um, it's incredibly good too. So they're also coming back onto. We all generally now. If when the wind's on, where what we use on our prone board is what we're wind foiling on. So I haven't tried the, we haven't had any, uh, much wind yet, but haven't tried the 980 yet. But I'm sure that's, I'll, I'll be wind foiling on that, but that in the uh, 1210 on the Kajira. Yeah, I'm excited to get get my hands on that 1210. The container to the states has just been delayed for it seems like two months now. Um, I hear it's coming in this week though, so. Yeah, fingers yeah. crossed. That that could be a fun one here for some of our smaller like shore runner days. Um, the the nine eighty takes a little bit. You got to have some speed to keep it up. You know, at, yeah. at my weight, at your weight. Um, so in smaller conditions, it would be. I think you could relax a lot more with. I, I actually wish they made like a ten fifty for me. Yeah, that's that's right too. And I think that and that talking to Adam, that's what um Uni's doing. They're filling those gaps between mm-hmm. them. So that is quite. That is, you're right. Like from the 980 to 1210, that's a big jump. Yep. Um, and I think you'll find uh, a lot of brands are like that as well. So I think Armstrong they've narrowed they've narrowed up their gap now too with their new wings. So yeah, that, that that's definitely yeah, that definitely <clears throat> something I'd like to see too. I'd like to see it. Like you say, like a meter something Kajira, that'd be good. Yeah, you know that's one of the things that I think in the sport is like I really like the feel of the smaller foils in a range and then as they scale it seems like a lot of the foils are adding a lot of profile and so you're getting a lot of drag and it's like i don't really need the drag i don't need the extra lift i need the extra surface area to just be able to you know push on the water um and i hope that companies are starting to figure that out and and, you know sign from a physics perspective i'm not 100 sure if that's accurate but i do know that bigger wings with less profile feel much better to me than um when they scale up, 
linearly in all directions. I know that um, Signature has redone the Signature Stealth 200 because that one had a ton of profile and it was kind of slow. Um, and I, I believe I have that one coming to test here pretty soon. And I'm, I'm really excited because I love that shape. I mean, like the 150, what Cliffy designed those originally. Um, yeah. The, the 150, the 175, you know, they're such good wings. I can pump the 150, it's my son's wing. Um, but the, the cardio it takes to keep it up is just ridiculous. I tap out pretty quick. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, oh, that's for sure. Yeah, well, and so you've tried the Game Changer, the Signature Game Changer? Nope, that's on the way too. Uh, righty-o. And, have and you tried that you know, one? No, no, no. Oh, but there's one. One, one just turned up, Marty, that um, made my Marty Ficata. He's he um he he wrote it. He liked it. Um, yeah, but he also wants to see. He sort of because see, we've been we've still got the old the Neil Pride stuff, all the new Neil Pride stuff. Yeah. But it just and it works. It's great. It's fast. Hey, but they just you just can't get it. It's yeah. such a shame. And I'm afraid now. It like it's been like it's been ready for, I don't know, like almost a year. Um, and they, they had a first production run and had some pain issues on it. It is ready to come out, but I'm afraid by the time it comes out, it's going to be out of date. <clears throat> the way things are moving, that that's the scary part about it. And, um, you know, people say to me, oh, why don't you make your own foil? And I go, like, what? I wouldn't even know where to start. Things are moving so fast. I and mean, you'd have to find the same for you, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting though. I, I think... I think that um, the one the one thing let me figure out what the best way to say this a lot of a lot of companies I feel like are designing for the mass market and so I wonder if there's going to be performance specific performance companies that start coming out you know like what, what Cliffy and Adam are doing is special because they're designing for Adam yeah and you know that wing isn't going to be applicable to everybody you know I think like a some of the GoFoil stuff or, you know, the Neil Pride, much better place to start than with probably the wing that, that Cliffy and, and Adam are designing right now. But I'm more excited about what they're up to than what anyone else is up to right now, right? Um, for what I want to feel. Yeah, that's 100% too. My local shop, you know, I sort of say to them, sort of, you know, get these and get, you know, I want you to you know, get this wing and get this brand in, get this brand in. And then, you know, then I see a container turn up full of access gear and I see their whole floor just full. And then in a few days later, it's empty. And uh, that's that's their market. Right. You know, the, the punk, the wingers, those guys, they want those wings. And, you know, he said, yeah, sure, I'll go, I'll come and ask about the other different brands. But he said it's so small to our, to our what we actually sell. And, you know, I go, I say to him, oh, you're just in a bubble. You don't see how big the prone market is. <clears throat> but he turns around to me and he goes, no, you're in just a, a high-performance prone bubble. There's right. not that many. And I go, yes, he is. But it, it is a fair comment. And it's exactly like what, what you said. You and I were chasing the same things. Yep. You know, we, we just want to go, you know, I've got this saying, you know, to become the best foil, foil in the world, I have to be on the best foil. You know, and that's why everyone goes, why are you always changing brands? You know, the, the guys get, get your gear cheap and that, then all of a sudden you sell it and you get something else and they get the shits. And they go, well, to be the world's greatest foiler, I have to be on the world's best foils. And that's that's my quest in life. You know, whether I get there or not, I don't know, but I'm going to try damn hard to keep doing it. So, yeah, for sure. I, 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 I do think there's going to be a um, – you still got like, you know, look, the Moses and all that are still fairly unknown as well. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, being French Cup, we don't see much of it here. 
But I'm sure Takuma won't stop. They'll keep going. Yep. They've already got their LOL, LOL range, which suits pretty well anybody. Like, that's... It's 1300. fantastic. The 1300 and the 1600 set covers so much. That's all. Everything I've talked about tonight, to, to, sorry, this morning, um, whether you're proning, whether whatever you're doing, or like, uh, or you're, you're wing foiling or you're downwinding or you just want to pump circles, that 1300 and 1600 will cover you for everything. Whereas if you sort of go to an Axis set, guys will have like five or six wings, mm-hmm. you know, to, to cover what that Kajira will cover. Oh, sorry, the LOLs will cover. So I think, you know, Takuma, they're like at right, right, right where they are now. I did hear a whisper. Have you heard a whisper of another Kajira? Um, the 750, I know. I know about that. No, yeah, I heard that there was something. I don't know. Like when we're talking talking to somebody about all this wedging and all that, they're saying they're talking about another one. So I don't, I, I don't know. But I think, you know, just getting back to the original question, I think, you know, Takuma will keep driving. You're going to see Moses, Uni, Signature, all those guys. They'll have, they'll keep driving at that high end of the market for sure, for sure. Yeah. So let's let's go back to your comment about being the best foiler in the world, and I love that you're taking that on. I kind of feel like I'm on the same, you know, path. Yeah. Not that we'll ever get there. Not that I'll ever get there. But you know, I, I just <laughs> love it. There's something. I mean, it's so fun to be a part of a sport at the beginning, and to be training hard. And um, how are you training? Like, how how are you taking this on? And as we're talking about this right now, my buddy Dave, who's on that path right now, just went on one on a Takuma 1300 and a brand new board. He's all stoked. I'm looking at the surf right now. Um, <laughs> sick one, Dave. I'll look at, yeah, well, trading, you know, for me, it's more maintenance, you know, because I, I was busting myself up pretty bad. So it was, um, you know, I think my, yeah, well, while I was working, you know, I had like 22 sessions in you know, 15 days off. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's 15 days or something like that. It was a, uh, and I, I started to break down a little bit. So I generally have a bit of trouble with my knee. So training wise, I, it was probably just a bit of bike riding and just very low impact sort of mobility stuff in the gym because uh, I don't really need to do any more cardio because <laughs> nothing more cardio you can do than pumping around. No. Yeah. It's like, I call it the foil diet, you know, like these guys go, Oh, I can't ride that. I'm, I, I'm I'm too big, and uh, I'm too old, and I just go, mate, just lose some weight and try harder. You know that's my favourite <laughs> saying. And I said, do this because this is the sub guys who don't want to come across. I said, oh, I, I couldn't paddle around like you do. And go, mate, I'm 57. You know, I'm sort of paddling circles around sort of younger guys. I said, you just get used to it. You know, and I, you've got to try. You got to try harder. You just can't go. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. So <clears throat> yeah, it's it's. They're pretty amazing, but like, yeah, but for me, it's mainly just maintenance and trying not to um, get back surf. You know, if I do doubles, try not to do doubles every day. That's the thing, like two, session in the morning, session in the afternoon. Yep. Um, do you use video in training? What do you study? How, how do you take on the sport from a, from a technique perspective? Well, this is this is a really good question because I was three months off because what happened? I had uh, it was like a knee and Achilles and a heel thing. So what was happening before? And they also uh, wrecked my shoulder. They're only I hurt my shoulder, so I had all that at once. So I start I was getting up differently, switching my feet, getting up a different way. It was real, not pretty. And then when I sort of got back on the water, I've been blowing my takeoff, especially on the Kajira. So just the other day, I was saying to Marty. Uh, Marty Picard, my mate. He, um, I 
got YouTube channel on and just like how to get up surfing. It was hilarious. It was so funny. And I, was, <laughs> and I, and I broke it down. No, so no, I was watching. I was watching uh, the Kooks on how to get up uh, to do it again because I, I couldn't quite work out what I was doing wrong. And then it was just, it was just a little simple thing, but it was really good because my I haven't I can't I can't I um, kneel on the ground and put my heel on my bum on my right leg. Um, so I sort of bring, bring my this is from the video. This one guy. It was a great little video. Actually, bring the, the back leg up first and put it on the tail kick before I actually go to stand up. Mm-hmm. And that was a great, I can't believe it, it works so well. So you just bring your foot up and actually put the, the back your back foot on the tail kick and then everything just comes together from there. You push on that, your, your front leg comes up underneath you between your hands and I was away. So, yeah, I do that. I watch, and um, but I do watch, you know, you know the, the, the carving, um, watch, watch those guys how the carving and uh, and try and slow my pump down because you know try not a lot of people uh, well, I call it choking the pump mm-hmm. they don't let the board run at all so I try and sort of uh, look at videos get myself a little bit more discipline on that you're quite nice and clean on it now like I went back through your your stuff oh, um, thanks, man. if you yeah if you go back and look at your progression with your pump and and the and the excess arm movement too which I'm always I tend to flap my arms like a seagull sometimes I, I try and calm all that down. But uh, yeah, but that, that's that's sort of what I look for on it, and then, and then I just sort of try and, you know, when these guys are popping airs and looking stuff, I'm sort of freezing it and having a good look at the the wings because sometimes these guys they say they're on stock wings, but they're on protos, and you get like a little sneaky peek at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, going back to the popping up, one thing that I didn't know that I was doing but I just realized it in helping some folks get better at prone pop-ups is, uh, and I'll throw it out there because I don't think I've talked about it on the show before. I realized that as I'm catching the wave, my first motion in the pop-up, and now I ride pretty small boards. I ride, you know, four one to four sixes. My first motion in the pop-up is sliding my chest forward about two or three inches on the board so that it's an easier pop-up. Um, and, you know, I remember back when I was when I was first, you know, foiling on smaller boards, my foot kept landing shallow because your chest position from where you would be on a surfboard and where your pop up lands um, is in one place. And then when you're riding these really small boards, it ends up it ends up being back farther. And so intuitively, and I don't ever remember making this uh, distinction or, or actually trying it. But now I slide myself forward on the board a few inches before I pop up. And then as soon as I told that. Uh, tip to a couple buddies their pop-ups got better you know right away it also helps you lever down on the board a little bit as you're popping up so you don't get that early lift um but that might help somebody so i'll throw it out there yeah that well that that actually you know that's that's one of our big wave tips we use too like when catching a bigger wave that's one thing we say just slide further forward on your board on the takeoff that's a good that's a good tip yeah uh got any other tips you want to share Oh, mate, no, just not. I think people have got to, you know, a lot of people, well, if they're getting uh, launched on their takeoffs and things like that and they haven't moved their mask back, they don't have a key in your pocket, go in and change it. You know, so many, I see guys just out there for like you know, 30 minutes, an hour, hour and a half, they just haven't made a takeoff because they're just getting, you know, the, the mask is just too far forward for, for them. It's such a simple thing. And, uh, you know, I, I say to guys, just go in and go bump it all the way back, keep the key in your pocket, and get a wave, get a couple of waves, and then when you come in, 
just loosen it and just tap it, tap it forward. You can do it out on the water and, and tap it forward. That's probably one of the key things to do. People are um, too unwilling just to change. Oh, they're just lazy. And also, too, like the tail wings. You know, everyone goes, oh, I want a bigger tail wing to help pumping. Sure, it helps you pump, but it's slow. It's a long pump arc. You'll actually pump better and faster with a smaller tail wing. Yep. So, um, like, I know you, you would probably, I've got like a truckload of tails. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll catch one wave and change my rear tailing. Uh, so I just I, sort of get people to say, one, move your mast, um, keep a key in your pocket, move your mast, and two, try different tails, and don't be scared to cut them down. That's what they're made for. <laughs> <laughs> cut them down in small in small increments, though. Yeah, Save that's yourself right. some and pain. It, and everybody's so, but but it's good now, like Axis, everybody too, like, you know, Armstrong and even, even the Clouds and... Uh, not too sure about the Kajiras, but they're all solid end tips now. So you can you can basically like you know I did said I have a battery grinder in my car. I'll just go in and nip off you know um, you know quarter inch, half an inch each side, and just give it a little bit of a rub, wet and dry, and you're straight back out there. You don't even have to take it off the foil. Uh, you, you can even do it with a hacksaw. You know you just go out and just take off five mil, no, quarter inch increments, um, and do it. It's 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 you'd be surprised. People think. Yeah, when I first started doing it, people thought I was insane. Um, but and a, a lot of the stuff I had too that I, I chopped down to my defence, it was already broken. And I, I I get all the broken stuff and I, I chop and I'd so I'll try something different with it. So, uh, but yeah, so but but it definitely try try some. Just going back to the question, try some different things. And if it's not working for you, don't stay out there and flog yourself for a couple of hours. And you're just going to come in and say, I hate this. I can't do it. So based on the moving of the mast, let me ask you, when do you prefer to move the mast and when do you prefer to change tail shim? Because you can accomplish the same feeling kind of in, in both those um, uh, ways. Oh, yeah. Well, look, if somebody's like, okay, if somebody doesn't have any other tail wings, if, if, if you're not making the takeoff, you're not doing anything. So, you know, um, to finish first, first you must finish. If you can't get up and stand on the board, it doesn't matter about your tail wing. So, well, I mean, I think, like tail shimming, right? Like, because if you want oh, more lift under your front foot, you can shim up yeah, forward yeah, yeah. or you can move your mass forward. Yeah, I, I think I think it's just easier just to move. The, if somebody's not making the takeoffs, just move your mass back. Okay. Um, if that's still not happening, sure. Then you could try like a smaller tail or shim or shim the tail. You could you, you could uh, do something different there. That's for sure. What about but a broader like, uh, question for you? When do you prefer to move your mast and when do you prefer to shim? That's something I'm playing around with right now. It's the reason why I'm asking. It's yeah, like well, I I I'm always one for having key in my pocket. So at the moment, I've probably got my uh, Kijira is probably about five mil back or a quarter of an inch back from where I had the LOL. Mm-hmm. And then as I get more settled on it, I'll push that forward. I'll keep knocking it forward. So you rode you know, your Kajira farther back than you rode your LOL? At the moment, I in am, yeah. Box. Interesting. I'm a little bit yeah. in front of where I rode the LOL. Yeah. But, uh, but I've got my I've got about a third and a half um, cut down uh, uni wing on there at the moment. Okay. I'm really comfortable on that. Um, yeah, but I'm really, but it, it's still not, I can still feel a little bit of flex in that. I don't know, a little bit of flutter. So I'm really keen to get the cane tail. I reckon the cane tail is going to be so close to perfect for this. It's but then, then I'll keep, um, yeah, so what I'll do is I'll I'll bump it as far forward as I can so I'm still comfortable on my takeoffs. 
and then yeah, I'll shim that tail. So I really don't shim a lot because I, I really don't like getting much lift out of my tail. Um, I'm a little, little bit if I I'll I've got one tiny little washer, but just a little bit more lift. I've never really gone negative on them. Um, do you, have you got sort of gone negative on your your tail for less lift? Yeah. No. Um, the the Armstrong stuff has messed me all up because his negative is more lift and and the whole thing. Um, yeah, yeah, it's all in reverse. Yeah, it's all yeah. It's backwards to me. Um, I was trying to tell a buddy of mine <laughs> what to do for his Armstrong setup, and he kept going the wrong way. And he's like, "This isn't working." I'm like, "Man, it's gonna work." And then I finally saw yeah. their shims. I was like, "Oh, sorry, buddy." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I got the same thing on a forum once. No, 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 you got all wrong. <laughs> But that, you know, that that's a classic of what I, was, I said earlier of not being able to keep up with all the different foils. You know, it's, right. uh, you know, there's just so much going on. It's, it's very, very hard. And like, and, and I sort of like the Kajira tail, you know, I go, well, you sort of, the, like obviously the front wing is the ultimate front wing and it works so well. And then I'm sort of looking at it going, well, it's sort of got all of, you know, the, the nobules and all the little, little stuff going on at the back. And I go, well, you know, isn't the sort of like my my version of a tail wing? It's, it's sort of like drag for stability. Um, that's sort of that's my. I know that's very oversimplified, and mm-hmm. I've said that to a lot of sale, uh, technical people. But and I, I look at it and I go, well, does does it need all that um, all the nobules and everything on it to to actually do its job, or is it actually is it actually creating extra extra lift at the same time? I don't know. I really don't know. I can't answer that. You might have a better idea than that. You know, at the beginning, before I figured out how to dial it in, I didn't like the stock tail much. But now as I've gotten more comfortable on the foil and um, gotten it dialed more, I really like the stock tail on it. I feel like I do get a little bit more efficiency. I can pump. I, my runs are much longer with the stock tail than with, like, the Kane 12.5. Um, yeah. You know? And now that I know how to pump it, I know it's speed range. I'm not trying to kind of overpower it in the pump. The cane tail on the Kajira is the fastest pumping experience. It's like the 170 pump. It's amazing. Um, and I love that closing distance. But your cardio output's a lot higher, I find. Yeah. So it's just a trade. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's how hard you want to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, I'll put, the, I'll put the stock tail back on today because uh, I've been riding all week with my um, uni one on. I'll, I'll put that on. I'll get back to you and sort of let it know how it goes. And the other interesting thing too, you, you probably wouldn't have seen the fourteen forty, have you? No. No. So it's uh, they've actually reversed the tips on that one. So. Um, Is that so a safety thing? I wonder. I, those tips scare no. the hell out of me. I, I actually, um, I actually sanded mine down a little bit. I should, I should show you the scar on my leg. Um, it's quite amazing, how, hey? Yeah, I, I sort of, you know, I said to the boys at Border Off, said, mate, they're stupid sharp. Yeah. You know. It's like a knife. And uh, yeah, like. Uh, it is. It's, uh, and I just, oh, I got to cut on my leg. Like I didn't get stitches or anything like that, but it was just, it was just such, just like somebody just ran a, a fine knife across my leg. It hardly broke the skin. And, um, and then when I walked up the beach, it split later on. It was just a, uh, it was it's just, just weird. Yeah. So I, I sort of do question that. And the 1440 with those tips facing down, if you did run over something or someone, you'd <clears throat> get pretty nasty. Hey. Yeah, and and the back, and the back of the new carbon mask is is the same. I sanded well. that too. Yeah, because I've got mine mine a bit older. So, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I figure if you know, I'm gonna hit it at some point. I actually have cut my wetsuit twice on the tips on the Kajira tips, and that's when I sanded them down. Um, 
thankfully I had on a wetsuit. Um, but uh, yeah, you summer here, so um, yeah, we're just running around in board shorts. So <laughs> jealous. Hey, so I'm super oh, jealous mate. of that. So you've heard of Kira, like the the uh, yeah. Oh, mate, it's, Kira is just so on. It's just lit at the moment. It's just foil heaven. It's unbelievable. It is so good. It's like about three or four different breaks. We're doing, you know, my mate Bo, he's, he, we were sort of, I did I did like a just under a mile, you know, and then to get me back, he did just under three miles. Um, <laughs> and that's just linking, that's just linking break to break to break to break to break. <clears throat> it's not, it's not like downwinding it. That's actually linking waves. Linking, they just get the coastline. Our coastline uh, just goes miles and miles and miles and miles and miles and kicks around, so those right-handers just keep feeding into each other. It's absolutely amazing. Perfect conditions. All the sharks are gone. Are you outside of the surf zone? You're not having to worry about surfers? No. Well, what it is, it's, it's, it's a funny – we actually – because there's like three or four different breaks, um, right where the groin is, we sit out wide there and we get actually get a chip in there. Mm-hmm. And we ride the that sections where the surfers can't ride. So we're actually starting like 100 meters before the surfers. And then when you come to uh, a surfing pack, we just pump out one, two or three. And we just link up there and just roll through. We just keep doing that through. So uh, very rarely we'll go past any surfers at all. That, so we're very- Adam's dropping a lot of Bennett. Uh, Adam is dropping a lot of videos from there, right? Adam Bennett's? And, you know, he's 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 further south where okay. he's in Ballina, Atlantic's and that. So uh, yeah, it, he's a lot more isolated there. But with our with the COVID thing though, um, it's been really good for us because Kira's right near our border. It's only like ten minutes from the border, so um, it's not crowded at the moment because everybody can't go across the border to get to it. <laughs> so they've locked it up. We're going to keep those dirty New South Wales people out of here. But yeah, so. And, we, and that's the other thing too. Like during COVID, you know, we it was we've been very fortunate here with the waves and all that because we never actually got totally shut down, and uh, yeah, we, yeah, so we've been very very lucky. And that's why the sports exploded because nobody can travel, um, and and they uh, so they're spending money on foils, and this, it has absolutely exploded here. You see some spots, you see you can't tell from because um, no, no hardly anybody sub foils anymore. And you see a little lump come through, like a little flock of seagulls are sitting to the water, suddenly scared, and you can boom. There'd be like five, six guys on a wave just sort of pumping around. How has the surfing community taken on foiling? Like in Florida here, the shortboard community just hasn't even recognized it as a sport yet in any way. You know, there's nobody in like North Florida, uh, you know, hardcore surfers that are really diving in on foiling yet. Um, we've got yeah. our crew. But outside of our crew, there's a handful of guys. That's it. Um, yeah. No, there's it's been like, you know, it's with, with anything, it's like it's they just go, uh, you know, what do they call it? Like a, 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 I call it a, a sup with a Stanley knife on it or something like that. But um, the, the, the sup foiling, um, yeah, when we first sort of stopped foiling, that was pretty intimidating. Uh, and, and sort of people didn't sort of like it. it was hardly anybody was, was prone foiling at the start. Everybody started on the subs, and then as as we all sort of started dropping for that, there's more um, people on the, the prone falls now. Sure, some guys do the wrong things; they go a little bit close. Burly heads has become sort of a you know everybody talks about sort of foil bands, um, so everybody's just moved off the point and moved over, and uh, so it's been like yeah. And then and then a lot of these guys they 
just sit there and you know, they can't get any waves and they're just used getting wave after wave after wave. So a lot of people switch over. So there's a lot of really good surfers uh, doing it. So That's exciting. It's not like... It's not like the, the SUP days. It's not like all the surfers said, oh, I'm going to go give SUP a go. Um, <clears throat> that didn't happen at all. Never. But a lot of them are converting over. And, and you know what? For somebody that was promoted SUPs and did SUPing for like well over 10 years and made movies and everything like that, now I sit in the lineup and I, I actually <laughs> looking at it from another perspective and then seeing people on SUPs just doing really silly. People, they just don't know because they're new to the sport. Um, I can actually see uh, where a lot of that angst came from that was always directed at me. Yeah. You know, that was an interesting moment for me too, because when I got into stand up, I lived down in a really remote spot in Costa Rica and was the, kind of the only guy doing it. And then there was a few other guys that were doing it and everybody was a good surfer who had gotten into it. And then the first time I was like in California or Florida seeing SUP, I was like, Oh God, <laughs> you know, it was like this moment <laughs> of what have I done? Cause I was doing, you know, movies and stuff too in the sport. And, um, yeah, my version oh. of, of high-performance stand-up was not the version that was out there in the world, necessarily. No, well, the sup, it fell in a big hole, and it's it's had a little bit of resurgence with the 10-foot range and the longboard range. Mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, you know, if they, they got to the stage, like even with me, like I was standing on boards, um, you know, up to my knees, yep. you know, and it was just, it was just crazy. Um, it was just crazy. So, no, once, once I started foiling and then, you know, and then a couple of guys started proning. I said, oh, what are you doing that for? That looks so hard. And then once I did it, and I, I think I only, I only need, I caught one wave and I went for like 300 meters or something. And I just went, oh my God, this is unbelievable. Like getting rid of all that swing weight. Yep. Uh, it's incredible. It was just like, wow. And that's what we say to our, our mates, the couple that are left. We say, come on, you've got to get over it. Once you do it, you won't go back. That happened <laughs> it's to me. True. I learned on I learned on SUP and then there was a moment when I could pump more efficiently without using the paddle. I was like, this is kind of stupid. <laughs> you know, like yeah. paddle's no longer even even helping me. Um, and then, yeah, yeah you get those first glides on, on a prone, a little prone board, and you're like, it's just a whole different feeling. Yeah, and it's the same with the guys who do the paddle downwinders. Um, like th those guys, we got some really very, very talented um, SUP paddle races, like for the downwinding. Um, but that's that's even dropping off now um and because of the wing so it's uh, because you know here you, you get the pretty we don't sort of get the, the maui can do like hawaiian conditions so our wind can be yeah it can just stop or it can change or some weather can come in and uh you know so you, you tend to get stuck out there on the on a sup if you're just paddling but with the wing you can still get back in you can still paddle back in mm -hmm. and uh, if, even when it's dropped even you can still get going in very very low wind so yeah this there's been a bit of a change yet so the sup the sup foilings really out of probably this year has really really dropped off I don't, you, you don't have much of it over there um not no because we don't have the downwind type conditions yeah here you know it's a really flat beach um and so what about the surf they don't sup foil in the surf yeah, subfoiling in the surf. I thought you were talking about downwinding. Oh, uh, no, no, sorry. Yes, yeah, subfoiling in the surf. In my crew, we've got a couple guys that do it. They're all switching to prone right now, or at least the guys that, yeah. I, that I ride with most of the time. They see Mike and I flying around on prone, and you watch that for a couple of days, and you're like, oh, I want to do that. And they're starting <laughs> yeah. to get pretty good at proning now. Yeah, but I, uh, I must admit, yes, yeah, so I looked at, looked at some, some of the boys in Hawaii. I thought, oh, you know, 
was at old. No, nobody will suck foil anymore. But the um, the Hawaiians, mate, they're still ripping on it home. They're still pulling off some amazing moves. Some of those yeah, guys yeah. are killing it. I look at what Kalama's doing on some of those those boards that he's making, which look insane. Um, legit turns. Oh yeah, yeah, it's amazing. You know, Dave, he's mate, he's he's been at the forefront of the sport since forever. You know, and it's it's it, and it's just, but it's just strange. You know, I think I don't know whether it's more of a culture over there because the stand up, the longer paddles out to the reefs, whatever. But here it's see, we hardly have to paddle with our point breaks. We just sort of jump off. We just jump off the grind around the rock. Mm-hmm. We paddle, you know. Yeah, I, I, I was just talking to Dave um, last week uh, a couple times, and he was saying that for a couple weeks there, I think he was just on the sup because there's been so many sharks over there. So that's a factor oh, that we don't have to worry about. I mean, we have sharks generally pretty small, and but I mean they have real sharks, and it's nice oh, to be yeah, out of the no, water. We've got we've got our whale migration, which has just ended, and uh, it's the they just bring in. There's like a couple of thousand whites that follow it. And uh, and the whales are just every year just coming in closer and closer and closer. That's why we lost a couple of people this year. And actually, a snapper rocks. One just came straight into the pack and took a guy, oh, like scary. straight in through. You know, there's hundred people out, and the shark went and picked one person out. And probably 150 people out in the water. You know, it was. Uh, so yeah, we got plenty of sharks here too. That's why I use those shark eye stickers. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm interested in those. I, I mean, is there data? Yeah, well, you know, that, that Shannon Morrill, like, he, he was a scholar and ab diver and all that, and um, he, he lost a lot of friends um, to, to sharks, shark attacks. So since all that crew have been using those, because they put them on the back of their fins, the back of their masts, you know, we, we stick them on our boards, and the whole idea of it is a, is a shark won't attack head on. It always comes around and wants to take the tail. So it sees a set of eyes, and it just backs off. So since all those guys have used it, not one of them has been attacked. Wow. You know, it's, it's, yeah, there's a lot of people that say it don't work and things like that, but, you know, I've, I've got them on everything. And um, I'll tell you what, the days, you know, when I'm switching over foils and we're doing tow-ins out at our seaway, which is just full of sharks, um, I'll tell you what, when I don't have them on, I'm super nervous, eh? I, you know, you're paddling around, like you say, on your little four six with your feet sticking in the air, <laughs> just paddling around using your wrist. <laughs> keeping your arms up waiting for the jet ski to come back and get you <laughs> yeah um my son just got an armstrong 850 hs which he's loving it's like the first foil he's really light he's like 80 pounds it's the first foil yeah. that he's been able to surf and pump how he's like you know it's like it's not much drag it's really slippery in the water and it's um it's a really good foil and i feel really good that it's got you know the painted white stripes on it because one of the spots that we surf is in an inlet uh and it's our best spot probably be there on sunday but um there's always some some guys lurking under underwater and i just feel good about having that under his under his board the bronze whales or the bull sharks you've got there isn't there right yeah we get the bull sharks in the inlet sometimes yeah yeah we've always got those there the, the white's a little bit more predictable. Like you could, it's it's the the bronze whale is they're very unpredictable. But uh, yeah, but we don't we have, for for the amount of sharks and amount of people we have in the water, um, we get very few attacks. So it's just you know, everyone stays out of the water for like for a day, and then everyone's just back in again. So so uh, yeah, the, the, and the foils like you know you heard a couple of ones. We actually well a guy um, had his foil attacked here. Uh, on, a, on one of the clouds, came up and bit his tail. 
dude. <laughs> he he was foiling at the time. He was on foil. Probably, he was paddling out, and it it passed. He was there was another guy behind him. It swam past one guy and swam up and bit him on the tail. <laughs> I think about that when we're doing the shore runners because we're not far. We're maybe 100 yards off from where they troll, you know, up and down the beach fishing. And you're doing a, yeah. a mile on foil or whatever it is just right in that same, in that same like, you know, coastline area. Um, yeah. Oh, but anyway, we can't. There's not too much we can do about it. I suppose it's just like preventive, like we say. Uh, sort of getting back to shark guys look you know i say I, i'm a firm believer in them uh, you know I don't, I don't sell them anything like that but you know shane gives me a few stickers and i i give him a bit of promo for it all but you know it's it's i, I truly believe in them. it's and i say for the sake of like 15 bucks i mean it's 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 worth the try isn't it yeah i mean why not it's not gonna hurt you right no that's right <laughs> um, cool. you know one thing that i like about what you're doing rob and i think it's um it's cool. It's similar to kind of how I'm approaching things too, is that you haven't really been brand loyal, so to say. I mean, obviously when, you know, someone's hooking you up, you're, 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 you're doing good things for them, but you're independent of that. So you can really trust what you're saying about gear. I find it really hard to find signal sometimes because most folks who are pretty good in the sport tend to have an allegiance. And so whatever their brand does is the best thing ever. And you never hear about the bad stuff. Um, I think it's good that you've stayed independent and you know, it, it adds a lot more value to what you're saying. Oh, yeah, it's true. And like I say, it just goes back to the quest. Be the world's greatest foil. You have to be the world's greatest gear, you know. So, um, and it's, yeah, it's, it, and, and it's, and it's, like you said, too, it's an exciting time. And it's like, you know, I, I make it similar to, you know, just imagine when they're coming off the, the you know, the long boards, the short boards, the mouths days, you know, imagine, imagine that era. Yep. You know, when they off the nine footers down to six footers and, seven footers and all, all that type of stuff and you got the twin fins you got the thrusters it's uh you know we just i just say we're very fortunate to be you know we're right at the beginning of it and we're just right in thick of it and sort of just think of it now like you know um guys like you know like i'm probably like 30 something years old than jeffrey spencer imagine what he's going to be like you know the next 10 20 years with all the stuff that's coming out you know it's just like Mental. He's basically well, he's doing, what's he doing now? Double backflips. The guy's insane. He's so cool. It's just like, he's almost, he, he will land, probably in the next month, he'll be landing a double backflip, which is just insane. Yeah. Insane. I, I, so uh, it's, it's sports got a long, long, long way to go. There's a lot of money behind it. Like the America's Cup's a great thing too. Um, all that foil technology, that'll all filter down the line. And uh and there's just a lot more coming. Like I say, like we don't get like not, Moses doesn't get much of a, a a word in because you know we just don't see it much here in Australia. But I'm sure those guys, um, all everyone else, there's just going to be stuff. And then and then like the Ono, uh, you know, he he's just came out of the blue and made some great foils. He worked with Kane, so there's going to be a lot more stuff coming. There's got to be a lot more stuff coming. So I think yeah, to sort of stay with one brand is is probably not going to be the, the best way to do it if you want to advance yourself. Yeah, and I feel like you learn so much from gear. I say that all the time, but I mean, the differences between the twelve eighty H or the twelve fifty HS and the nine eighty Kajira, you know, I, I I ride those wings back to back, and I'm pulling something from the Armstrong back to the Kajira, and vice versa. I just feel like it adds so much to uh, understanding and feel. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure, you know it's they're, they're two completely different things. And then, you know what 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 might work really well for you 
may not suit me too, you know. Right. You know, uh, it's and you, you might find and then like with all my friends, it's you know, there's probably only a couple of us at the same time on the same gear. Everyone's always on something different. We all you, you tend to get groups of guys that say, um, you know, like the, the Nash loyalists when the Nash sort of came out, they're all Nash, you know, and they sort of didn't look at anything else. Or that everybody was all go foil. Um, you sort of, uh, but now that all that's gone, you, you 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 walk down the beach with five or six guys as we're doing laps around the point, and be lucky that there's two same brand foils under the arms of all those guys. Yeah. Um, we're hitting the hour mark right now. What else you want to touch on? Oh, mate, no, it's pretty well. We just sort of covered that. That's it. It's just, you know, exciting times, mate. It's just, I'm, I, I don't if, I don't know if there's going to be any more, um, like with the, the carbon mask and the, and the aluminium, aluminum mask, you know, will we see sort of a, a, a lighter, stronger uh, alley mask? Because I think some of the carbon masks coming out now aren't that much lighter and they're probably not that much stiffer so i think we'll see a bit of a shift there in the carbon technology mm-hmm. we'll see some, some some new masks some better masks coming out of there because at the moment for some brands it's not worth the jump right to go from the mask to the carbon mask so i think that's where we'll sort of see something next along those lines and like we really haven't talked to boards it's too late to talk about boards oh, now, we got time yeah, you want to talk boards for a minute well yeah well you know the board Going on to all these smaller foils now, and, and this is what I learned from the Bennett's boys, is you're actually engaging the board on the wave. So it's now it's not just something you paddle on and to lift up, and if you touch down when you pump, you're actually deliberately sort of, if you're going to go up like, say, doing a reentry or hitting the, the, the foam balls or the whitewash, you're actually deliberately bringing the board back down again and turning off it, and then as you come back out, you're rising back up on the foil again. So... All of a sudden, the rail design on the board has become important. And these big, chunky, monkey sort of pool, pool noodle rails with like a little bevel under the edge, sure, that's great for paddling and getting you up. But when you get it stuck in the wave energy, it actually traps, mm-hmm. you know, because you wouldn't, you wouldn't ride a, surf, a surfboard like that. So uh, the classic, again, going back to the Bennett's boys, they're on those JSs. Um, you know, they're low leader and they've got these sort of low profile rails. All our customs now are along those lines, and it's it's a much softer design without all these crazy, you know. You, you look at some of these cut bevels and steps, and I don't know what they're putting in, but it's it's, it's they need to be more like a surfboard now than yep. a foil board. Yeah, I I, I kind of landed in the same place. Like my last designs are pretty minimal bottoms. I still like a little bit of chine just for bouncing. I still like a little bit of V, but it's it's. I mean, it's minimal. It's, it's nuanced, That's right. right. Minimal. So it, you look at some stuff, you just go, oh, you know, you go, what are you thinking? <laughs> what do you think? It looks like a sup. It looks like a force, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and it's so thick. And then and the volume thing, too, you just go, like, um, you, to get those, you, you can't do it. You can't get those. Uh, if, you, if you're trying to get those low-profile rails and you're trying to hold your 35 to 40 litres, you physically can't do it. The litres have to come down. And though, although my board at the moment is 29 litres, probably mm-hmm. now I wish it was like another two. Um, but, yeah, especially when a bit of a shoulder injury. But, you know, it's – but when you pick the board up and you hold it, you feel it, it's beautiful. It, it looks and feels right. Yep. So, yeah, guys are still sort of bringing it down. They're going, okay, but oh, I, I still want to make it, um, you know, 38 litres or something like that. And you're squashing it into a four-foot board. 
um, you're just never going to get the rail profile out of it. So you've got to make the sacrifice of trying harder and just paddling. Yeah. But uh, or you know, but and then I've gone backwards and forwards like you, like you're talking. I I was down to four two four four. Now I'm back to four six. Yep, that's my favorite point now too. Yeah. So and I think and you need the length too because if you go too short and you got those, if you've just done something wrong and you've touched down super hard, if if you don't have that length, you're just going to bury the nose. You need you need something there to at least catch it. Yep. You can't you know. Regardless, if you're on a um, a 4.0 and you know you, you come down hard, regardless what you do, the nose design, it's just going to go straight in and not come up. It's just going to pearl. You, you know what I've landed on that seems to be working really well and be cool to have some other folks testing this too, is so my 4.6 is 4.6, 18, two and a quarter, um, and about 27 liters. The nose is not much bigger than a shortboard nose would be. So I've taken the volume out of the nose and what that lets me do, and it's got a little bit of V underneath it. So when I touch down now, the nose doesn't bog, it pierces, and then that V and rocker pops me right back up. So you'll see me actually go underwater, like I'll hit a turn and the nose, will I'll lose the nose, but then the rocker will just pop me right back up. And because the nose is so thin, there's, you know, it doesn't really slow you down much. It's pretty cool. It's not grabbing. That's exactly what I was saying. And it's sort of a... You know, people go, yeah, 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 okay, and they'll they'll see my board, and I go to a local shape or Dale Chapman. There's great. We we call them our, our semi-pro range. These boards. Mm-hmm. It's just something we, we don't. It's just something we designed ourselves. And people come to see names. And I said, okay, I like Robs, like Marty's, or I like Bose, but I want to get Robs plus two liters, three liters. And he keeps it the design concept as much as he can. But you still get people go, oh no, you know, I want it sort of forty liters. And uh, you know, Dale does what he he can, but. You just can't keep that same design concept in there by going that 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 too many liters. And plus, also too, like how good's it feel pumping a twenty-seven liter board? You know, <laughs> so good. I've taken it all is. the it's swing weight out of mine too. All the weights in yeah. the tail. Um, yeah. And then I just like them thin and stiff. You know, like that's the. Uh, it seems like the the closer I am to the foil, the more I like the feel of it. So i like you know like that two yeah, and a that's, quarter that's another really good point and that's something yeah, so we've actually been sort of hollowing out the deck <clears throat> getting your foot close to the top of the foil plate mm-hmm. now that's a real kite surfing thing so that's a lot of the kite surfers that come over they do it and they go oh i can't stand it the board's so thick i can't feel the foil because on some of the kite surfers they use almost like a wakeboard style board which mm-hmm. is probably you know three quarters of an inch thick and that's it that's all it is and uh, so their foot is right on top of the foil plate, and uh, so yeah, so we try we try and keep the 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 area above the foil plate at the back as thin as we can there. So we scoop the deck out a little bit, and we scoop it out just a little bit more there. But that's a really good point because you get more contact and feel of it. That's for sure. Yeah, this is good, Rob. Um, I appreciate you coming back on the show. Uh, we should do it again yeah, well, in a few a months. Happened. I know we've been trying to line this up for months and months yeah. and months and months. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and I go, oh, I'm going to talk about this. Oh, I'm going to talk about this. Oh, I'm going to – and I just, I just keep changing, you know. So this morning I got up and I sort of just jotted down a few notes and sort of, you know, we're pretty, yeah, pretty well covered all that. We've sort of done a few other things. But, yeah, mate, but it's great. And I was, Is there I anything else say, you got on your notes that you want to cover? No, no, I'm just looking at it now. But I, I have to say the uh, – oh, look, Annie, um, also Annie Stark. Like, you know, women get into the sport yep. too. Like Annie Stark, how good is she? Rips. She rips. She is yep. awesome. I just like, wow, you know. I said, I wish I could go as good as her. 
Um, and that's the other thing too. This and there's so many women getting into the sport as well, which is just great. You know, I think and and young kids, you know, which is something. Um, it just didn't. I didn't see happen in the in the sup world. You know, like the young kids didn't want to get under the sup. Now, like you know, like your your kids in it. My kids want to do it, and you see the wines. They've just got like these seven year olds up and falling. I think that's so exciting, and like I say, just imagine where it's going to be in ten years. It's going to be insane. It's going to be insane. You know, but it's going to look like we were the ones running around on mouths. You know, yeah. long boards. <laughs> you know. So it'd be, uh, yeah, uh, uh, but anyway. Style but no, die. mate. Uh, yeah, that's it. All right, mate. Well, thanks very much. Hey, good to talk to you. And, yeah, uh, Rob, look, yeah, thank and you. I, I, was impressed. I was very impressed since we last talked. Your your progression now is just fantastic. You oh, know? thanks, man. It was, it's, it's a really good, I think everybody should, if they want a good lesson in, um, in, in, in progression, they should go back and have a look at your, your Instagram profile. It's fantastic. Because you've just written so many different things, and you've written like I tend to write everything. I do all these different things where you've just focused on the one thing, and you go through your, your Instagram stories, each one of them, and you can actually see your progression on all the different types of foils. It's a, it's a really great read. Oh, good, thanks, good man. watch. Thanks. Yeah, you've done really well. It's um, we'll catch up one day. Yeah, we we should. I want to get over there, man. That's uh, that's on my to do list when travel opens back up. But you know, that was yeah. one of the whole things about doing the show is kind of tracking. The progress you know studying it learning from the best and then showing deliberate practice and action through you know the feed yeah yeah uh, it's been great been a great journey still a long way to go i hope so <laughs> well, happy new year we're recording this on, on new year's day so all right um all right yeah man well rob uh, appreciate you coming back on the show uh hit me up whenever you want to come back on open invite all right. Okay. Thanks very much, Eric. And happy new year to you, mate. And happy foiling.